the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Silinks Protection from Within, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. The senator knows, having attended law school and professes to have some experience in the Constitution, none of these rights are absolute. None of them. Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. That voice you heard on there was Dirty Dick Durbin of Illinois. Dirty Dick telling us that right now, none of those votes, none of those rights are absolute. He was talking to Ted Cruz in a hearing on the U.S. Senate. Uh, This is the 4th of July weekend, and we want to talk about our rights that are absolute and that Dirty Dick Durbin is flat out wrong. Amendment 2 to the Constitution of the United States of America states, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That, Dirty Dick Durbin is absolute. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, or on our website, FiringLineRadio.com. My special guest in studio with me today is Jim Riley. Jim Riley of Riley's Farms in Yukaipa. Your kids have been there. They've had a great education on the uh, uh, the Constitution and uh, the Revolutionary War. And Jim's got an excellent program up there. Thank you for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, we've got a couple things we want to talk about, uh, news stories and, and items, before we get into what you're doing this weekend. But for those of you who are looking for something to do while you're listening to the show, start driving to Yukaipa. We'll fill you in on what's going on when you get there. But just head north, all right? If you don't know where Yukaipa is, look at the mountains, make a right. <laughs> head towards Palm Springs and turn left, basically. Right? <laughs> turn, turn left when you start to see the desert. Um now, the uh, non-lead ammunition implementation, this is the state of California. We've had Prop 711 passed a few years back. Phase 2 is beginning July 1st. So, effective July 1st, 2016, non-lead shot will be required when taking upland game birds with a shotgun, except for dove, quail, snipe, um, on bird clubs. In addition, non-lead shot will be required when using a shotgun to take resident small-game mammals, fur-bearing mammals, non-game mammals, non-game birds, or any wildlife for depredation purposes. Basically, your shotgun now is going to have to shoot bismuth um, if you're doing anything for hunting. So there you go. State of California brought to you by the HSUS, Hypocritical Society of Urban Snobs. They're the ones running your fish and game department. Um, You've heard of these folks before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of Fisher Game. I, I actually gave well, or heard, up. heard of HSUS. While trying to track gun laws, they're so complicated that I, I've, I've never been able to have anyone explain them to me succinctly. There's just too many of them on the books. 
<laughs> That's true. We also, um, Jim, I don't know if you knew this or not, but in July, because the state of California is looking at one of their laws passing that you will not be allowed to purchase any firearm more than one a month, long gun, shotgun, pistol. Right now it's set that way for pistols. But because they want to make it once a month, we're going to start the Gun of the Month Club. And in July... Our three participating sponsors at this point are Bullseye Sports, Guns and Ammo in Riverside, Bullet Barn in Upland, and Evolution Sports in Redlands. So look at where you live. Go to the closest one there. Uh, they're selling Glock 19s for 519. That's the gun of the month for July. Glock 19 for 519 at those three stores, um, and you're going to get a card for every per- for every firearm purchase you make. You'll get a card with the purchase that they'll sign off. You know, one one per month. Uh, each store is going to have their own separate uh, award system. Uh, so if you buy 12 guns a month from them, they'll have some kind of an award system there. Check them out for details. I'm not allowed to talk about it on the air, but there is a good award for you. And you're going to buy the guns anyway, so you might as well buy them from those three people, those three stores. So they're great people. Uh, the Gun of the Month Challenge, that's Bullseye Sports in, in Riverside, Bullet Barn Guns in Upland, Evolution Sports in Redlands, California. The other thing I think you should do, and we're talking about this, Jim, I I mentioned this to you in our pre-meeting. Every time somebody purchases a firearm, and we're talking that some local stores, they're selling between three and 500 guns a month. We need to be registering voters. So every time somebody buys a, a firearm, you're filling out your 4473, you have to show all of your stuff, register to vote. So I've got some groups of people. We're going to be delivering voter registration packets to the gun stores out here. And we're asking all of you gun owners and all of you gun store owners to trigger the vote. What this means is somebody's bought a gun. Now let's show them how to keep the right to own that firearm. And the only way we can do that this year is voting correctly because all the chips are on the table. Jim, Jim, you're a fairly conservative guy. What would happen if we have a Hillary Clinton presidency? I think the Supreme Court would probably be the first casualty. Uh, well, truth I'm, is the first casualty. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. Um, uh, but uh, I think I, I, various periods in my life have been kind of a political purist, but I got to thinking, you know, if every presidential election had been carried by Democrats since 1980, there would be no Second Amendment now. There'd be probably no First Amendment. And so my Cal- sense is California, the stakes are very high. Stakes are very California would be pronounced Venezuela. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It would be a, it would be Bernie Sanders' paradise. It would be a... A, a wasteland. That's right. Economic wasteland, Bernie Sanders' paradise. Speaking of wastelands and terrible people and so forth, there's two more I want to speak about. Um, well, let's go with the first one. The first one would be Pistolist Pete Aguilar. He's the congressman for the 31st District. This guy was with Mayor Bloomberg's Mayors Against Guns while he was a mayor of Redlands. He signed the Sustainability Act for Redlands. He's, he is as left as leftist can be. Uh, he's to the left of Pelosi. All right? And those of you who are my listeners are obviously big Pelosi fans. Anyway, <laughs> um, Aguilar had a press conference on the 29th in San Bernardino, and he wanted to talk about all these terrible things that the guns are causing. So he calls upon this one woman. Um, and I posted this on our Facebook page, the, the entire, the entire press conference. He calls upon her to talk about the, the violence that's happened. Now her son was killed by an illegal alien mm-hmm. who had been released back into the state. He'd been deported once, came back across the border her son was killed, um, and he asks her about it, and she says, we have the right to defend ourselves because 
the states and the cities and the, the country is not defending us. Our rights to Second Amendment can't be infringed. The guy had egg on his face. He calls her up to talk about one thing. She talks about the truth. It was a absolutely beautiful thing. Uh, so yeah, I think I saw that. I actually uh, is it like one of those parking lot press conferences? Yeah, yeah. there were six people there. They were all reporters. Right, right. Yeah, nobody, right. nobody follows this guy. I don't know why he is our congressman. He should be retired immediately. And shame on Redlands and Rancho Cucamonga and parts of San Bernardino that are in his district. If you reelect this guy, shame on you. He is he is the worst congressman. I've ever had to deal with. Um, speaking of terrible people and vying for the title of worst person is Eric Holder. Uh, Jim, you have any opinion on, on Eric Holder? Oh, I, I, we were talking earlier about this uh, Phoenix gun that found its way to uh, Istanbul. Is that right? It wasn't even Istanbul. This one was Paris. Oh, Paris. Where 130 right. people were killed. Right. So let's just go on this. Uh, Judicial Watch broke this story. They confirm, Judicial Judicial Watch has confirmed one of the AK pattern rifles used in the November 2015 Islamic terror attacks in Paris that killed 130 people and wounded 368 came from the Phoenix, home of Eric Holder's weapon smuggling plot known as Operation Fast and Furious. One of the guns used... Um, where the Obama administration allowed criminals to buy thousands of weapons illegally, 2,300 as a matter of fact, in a deadly and futile gun-walking operation known as Fast and Furious. A report of investigation filed by the case agent in the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms tracked the gun used in the Paris attacks to a Phoenix gun owner who sold it illegally. Judicial Watch's law enforcement sources confirmed federal agents tracing the firearm also found the Phoenix gun owner to be in possession of an unregistered fully automatic weapon, according to law enforcement officials with firsthand knowledge of the investigation. Investigation follow-up to Paris weapon consisted of tracking a paper trail using the 4473 form, which documents a gun's ownership history and serial numbers. The Phoenix gun owner that that weapon was traced back to was found to have had two federal firearms violations for selling one weapon illegally and possessing an unregistered automatic, but no enforcement prosecution or action was taken against the individual. Instead, ATF leaders went out of their way to keep the information under radar to ensure the gun owner's identity was kept quiet. According to law enforcement sources involved in the case, agents were told in the process of taking the fully auto not to anger the seller to prevent him from going public. A veteran law enforcement official told us to Judicial Watch. Unbelievable. Just one more scandal in this administration. Reading between the lines, it'd be reasonable to conclude that the most likely reason the ATF would cover up a federal gun felonies is that that individual had damaging information regarding Operation Fast and Furious, which should have resulted in Holder and Obama's resignation, since we have dead border agents and hundreds of dead Mexican citizens due to this illegal gun scheme. Right. Yeah, can you comment it's, on that? It's sad. It's tragic. Uh, I, I, I think that one of the casualty of this political era is justice. I mean, everything is being seen in terms of political ramifications and not in terms of the law. You're absolutely right. Folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm sorry we used up so much of that time telling you what's going on this week, but it has been a busy week. When we come right back, we're going to talk about Riley's Farms and the Fourth of July celebration. We'll come back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step 
and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. Silings, protection from within, and cutting-edge bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! That's right, folks, Boomstick Radio, Philip Naiman Firing Line Radio Show, and you know, you know it that you have the right to bear arms. And as a good citizen, you probably want to exercise your rights in a responsible way. And our sponsor, Vince, owner of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, wants to stress the importance of safety in firearm usage. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or target shooting, it's important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. Vince and I highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense. And with that right comes the obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. So, for more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Go see Vince. Vince, the proud sponsor of the Gun of the Month Club. Gun of the Month Club, AM 590, Firing Line Radio Show. Uh, Check him out. He's got a Glock 19 for 519. You're not going to find a better price than that anywhere. Uh, as, As long as supplies last, I guess we should throw that out there. But be part of the Gun of the Month Challenge. Take a look at this. Kamala Harris, the terrible people in Sacramento are saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know what? We're going to take it as a challenge. I want to see how many people can actually buy a gun a month. It's an awesome thing. Not a bad investment either. It's not. I, I need to slow down to one a month. But, um, <laughs> but so yeah, this we, we buy those black powder long arms, the Petrosoli uh, $1,300 um, 
72 caliber um, uh, brown besses. Yeah, those are awesome. Kind of fun gun. You can you can still buy them UPS. They can arrive at your doorstep. So. Yeah, any black powder. Yeah, I think you can yeah, still do that. Yeah. Um, but that's like a one ounce ball, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, you know I haven't weighed it, but it's a big one. It's it's seventy two caliber, yeah, almost yeah, three quarters of an inch yeah, in diameter. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would ruin your whole day. <laughs> <laughs> and the car you drove in on. Uh, hey, folks, that was Jim Riley. Jim Riley from Riley's Farm up here in Ukaipa, and. Those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's off the Beaumont side of the hill. And uh, on the right-hand side, he's got a beautiful, I don't even know how many acres you have up there. Uh, 760 altogether. Only 760 acres. Beautiful valley. He's got uh, apple orchards, pear orchards. They grow pumpkins for the fall. Um, sweet uh, raspberries, corn. strawberries, uh, sweet corn, Indian corn. The blackberries uh, growing crazy up there anyway. They do. They do. They're yeah. they're. Uh, and they're a very punishing, wild blackberries are a very punishing crop to try and harvest. I mean, those thorns they're are huge. That's right. I, mean, I actually have them on a section of my wall just for that reason. The bears can do it, but I, I don't recommend humans do it um, uh, ca- casually. Yeah, so. come come buy a box of them. It's right. a lot, lot safer for you. So um, now at Riley Farm, what's different than Riley Farm from some of the other places up in the Oakland area is that you've really taken a look at our history, well, history of the nation, and brought that to life. Yeah, we uh, when we when we moved up to Oak Glen, uh, we were approached by some Civil War reenactors. To, How long to, ago was that? This was uh, way back to '86, and uh, we were asked to to host a Civil War reenactment, and uh, that led to uh, school tours of interest in the Revolutionary War era. When I was a kid, they just took us to museums. We didn't really do any kind of living history field trips, uh, and. Uh, and I didn't think our, our tour would be that uh, popular, but uh, we see about 70,000 fifth graders a year now. How many? About 70,000 fifth graders every From year. what locations? From all over, from as far north. Uh, we've had, believe it or not, we've had schools come down from Berkeley, California. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Berkeley, uh, all the way out to Arizona, a few Nevada schools, uh, they come from all over. So the, they sent them down from Berkeley. Is it like the Petri dish? Like, look, these are what the crazy people look like. They, they well, biscuits. you know, the fun thing about Marian history is, is that uh, I'm a conservative guy myself, but left, right, and center, people have an affection for the founders, even if they don't abide by their principles. I think that, I mean, like this new musical Hamilton, I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah. I mean, it's introducing a whole new generation to some of the principles that we hold dear. Well, I think they should introduce that to Dirty Dick Durbin because he obviously doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, or Elijah Cummings or some of the Oh, rest my gosh. Of the, the... Do you know, those of you who don't know who Elijah Cummings is, he's the guy who is shouting just random stuff at every hearing. The guy should be just removed just by the sergeant of arms. He is, he's like a mad dog in there. Right. I mean, they, they want no standards for the house, but... Um, uh, they uh, apparently want to waive any standard that might apply to Hillary Clinton and the secure uh, storage of information. Hillary Clinton, America's wrecking ball. Yes. Um, well, let's, I don't want to touch any more about her because she's just flat out disgusting. And uh, when she loses in December or uh, November, we won't have to worry about her anymore. I hope so. My prayers in that direction. But folks, if you want, if you want a safe and secure nation, it has to be in that direction. And I don't care. We don't. I've not come out and said, hey, you need to vote for Trump. But guys, gals, people, dogs, you need to vote for Trump. Um, this is an election for all the marbles. I don't care if you don't like his comb over. I don't care if he's a brash New Yorker because that's what it is. People say, oh, he's, he's always brash. You know what? He's a New Yorker. Come on. 
We're, we're on well, the West you know, Coast. I, I tell people, I mean, I, I, I try to be a principal voter. I gave all my money to Cruz this year. I, 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 uh, I thought we had some great contrarian candidates this year. But the fact is that uh, Donald Trump came out on top. And uh, my sense of it is we get two choices. We get Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. That's it. And the court and legislation and uh, even trade, everything else is going to be much better under a Republican presidency than under Hillary Clinton and the Clinton machine. You know, and, and hopefully we'll get enough people a windfall to push out guys like Mitch McConnell. To us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. That would be, be nice. nice. Sponge chin, square pants. He's got to go. But, you know, hey, I am a conservative purist. Um but I have to look at this realistically. Hillary Clinton will be the second worst disaster to ever to befall this nation. The first being Barack Hussein Obama. But she will put the final nail in the coffin lid that he's placed over our country. Well, you know, the sad thing is she's unmoored, ideologically unmoored, even by her own leftist standards. I mean, they can't even hold her to a position over time on anything. So what makes anyone think she's going to have any kind of ideological anchor when she's in, in the presidency? If God forbid that happen. There won't be any. You will see the Supreme Court turn. You will lose every right you hold dear. People like Dick Durbin will be saying that you have no absolute rights, and your rights are whatever the government tells you they are. Even though the Constitution is completely opposite, where this country is founded that our rights come from God, and that we give the government power to limit a few things— if it's not specifically enumerated, it doesn't have control over it. That's the way that our country is founded and what the rules truly mean. Well, when, when the uh, Senate and the House first met, one of their first acts was to adopt the Declaration of Independence and the principles that were articulated in the Declaration of Independence, which is that we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. And I thought it was interesting in Kagan's confirmation, she refused to comment on the Declaration. She didn't feel bound by any of the principles that were articulated there. And shame on, shame on everybody like Lindsey Graham who voted for her confirmation. Indeed. You know, yeah. And then like that, but Lindsey Graham and, and uh, Susan Collins from Maine, they're now starting to say, well, maybe we need to have um, no firearm purchases for the gun watch list. Let me, let me bring this up here. Now, mm-hmm. you're shaking your head. Those of you who are listening can't see that, but we have a no-fly list. i got to ask this question. If they're not allowed to be on an airplane, why are they allowed to be on our country? <laughs> it's, well, and, and basing it on a no-fly list, all they have to do in order to restrict gun ownership is... type is your name in it. Type, <laughs> type your name into a list with no due process, nothing. It's, it's, that's a, absolutely a ridiculous breach of due process, and, and it doesn't have anything to do with sensible gun restrictions at all. This is the, the, the agenda of these people over and over again is to eliminate firearm ownership. And, and none, of these, none of these guys say we want a higher penalty for someone who violently uses a firearm in a commission of a crime. That's not mm. their agenda. It's simply on ownership. But the fact that we have a no-fly list, so, well, we're watching these guys because we know that they're terrorists. Okay, they're not citizens. We're watching them. That's, I have a one-word solution for that. Guantanamo. Right. You know, take where, where Eric Holder should be. Put them into Guantanamo. Um, why are they allowed to walk around and continue to, to hurt people? Well, I, th- I think it would cripple both ends of the solution. I mean, in other words, if, you, if you're constrained from watching certain protected minority groups, I mean, the, the radical Muslims, for example, uh, it would keep them off the list and allow them to purchase and it would put guys like you on the list. Oh, I, ma- I imagine I'd be on there. Pete Aguilar so, would probably make sure I was yeah. on the list. Chump. 
uh, anyway, yeah, vote for Chabot. And so <laughs> here's our commercial. <laughs> Do not vote for Aguilar or Mark Ticano. Ugh. Um, anyway, we're moving on from that. We're going to talk when we come back here about what you're doing this weekend because and get into the history of it about uh, what what's involved, the colonial musters that we spoke about. So when we come back from this, folks, we're going to talk about Jim Riley, Riley's Farm, this event that they're having this 4th of July, this Independence Day. Well, you're here to celebrate in the freest country on God's green earth, and you should do everything you can to make sure it stays that way. So we're right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! That's right, folks. It's Mulan Lave Saturday. This is your 4th of July weekend. I hope you can have a great one on Monday. Hope everybody is safe and sane and doesn't burn down the mountains. But, <laughs> you know, there's only so much we can hope for. Uh, right. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman sitting in here with James Riley. Jim Riley from Riley Farms up there in Yukaipa. They have an excellent program going on this weekend talking about the, the Constitution, talking about the Revolutionary War, giving great history lessons. Um, it's a hands-on place for kids. 70,000 fifth graders a year head up there. And my kids, I went up there with them, and, you know, they do everything from musket shooting to weaving. And, well, tell us a little bit about that. Well, this this July, we're calling it Colonial Fair. It's uh, uh, basically Fridays, Saturdays in July and July 4th, Monday, July 4th. And we have a an encampment set up. We have basically about anywhere from 50 to 70 Reenactors. We have Morgan's Riflemen. We have uh, British Redcoats. We have uh, Candle Makers. We have a Potter. Uh, we do dramatic recreations of the Admiralty Courts. Uh, basically, they get to watch Patrick Henry's "Give Me Liberty, or Give Me Death" speech. And there's a there's basically eight full hours of uh, colonial activity uh, on any given Saturday. The tavern will be open. We have a new ale and beer garden. They can uh, enjoy uh, fine wines, and, uh, and it's basically just a, it's a it's a fun celebration because as I was telling you earlier, the muster requirement of the early colonies was that every man between sixteen and sixty. Uh, who was able-bodied, had to show that he had a working musket, the means to clean it and maintain it, and actually had to show up eight times a year for what they called a muster. Now, go into the back history on that, because this is really interesting when you talk about um, England, right? I mean, our basic, our common law mm -hmm. is based on English law, right. from Magna Carta on. And 
Well, the the English kings uh, had an interest in making sure that they could field armies quickly. So, um, <laughs> the English kings like to fight. They do. They do. They, they have a lot to defend. So the so uh, Longshanks and some of the other English kings basically required that twelve year old boys and older study the art of uh, archery, basically. And England was known for its longbows. Right. Uh, Longshanks, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, he's the bad guy in Braveheart. Right, right. And, uh, you know, we can get all into the Plantagenes and the Orcs and the Tudors, but basically the the reality is that uh, the English tradition is that every civilian was required to serve in the militia. And so that, that translated to the colonies, and particularly so because we were on a very wild frontier. I mean, the, and there weren't any redcoats come. You know, you couldn't do nine one one and smoke signals. Right, right. Everyone had to be ready to field and defend their their townships, their their colonies. And so, uh, eight times a year, the militia would gather, uh, usually at the Shire town of the county. And some people believe that this is the origin of our modern. Uh, county fair because um, uh, the the bakers would come in, uh, the vendors, the the sutlers, and basically it was it was kind of a good time. It was, it was when all the young girls came in to spark with the young militiamen, and it was a, it's a it was a real celebration. I think that they sometimes those of us in the Second Amendment community we talk about the guns themselves, but we don't talk about the communities we're defending. That and and we, I think we need to talk about that more. Is that it's not just an insurrectionist right; it's the right. To come alongside the police in your in your town and help them enforce the law when when things get rough, and I think that uh, which we saw in the '90s in the downtown LA. Exactly, Korean store owners who defended their property and and were there. I mean, just the other day, I had a friend post on uh, Facebook that uh, her 911 service out in the desert was down for three hours. There was no no place to call for three hours. She said it was very creepy. I said, and they're telling you you don't have a right to own a gun. But anyway, back to Colonial Fair. We we, uh, we celebrate gun ownership. We celebrate um, uh, the, the militia tradition. And we also celebrate uh, the communities that, that made these things possible. I mean, a lot of folks don't remember that, you know, this was usually one pastor ahead of two uh, companies of militia. They had the same meeting house. They they were defending the same geography. And I think that uh, I, I a lot of English actor friends, they don't understand the Second Amendment at all. They just, they, Even it, though it came from them. It came from them. Yeah. But, um, and they, they don't remember that America had to arm them in the, in the Second World War because they had After so the first. depleted yeah. you know, their, their personal firearms. Yeah, but this is just, I mean, uh, uh, there was a toast, I'm rambling a little bit, there was a toast given in New York, December of 76, and one of the toasts given at, at one of a, at a party honoring Washington was uh, liberty with those who have the virtue to defend it. It, it, it liberty never comes be, because people are careless about it. They, 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 they clamor for safety, save us from these mass shootings, save us from violence. Uh, usually ends up in a situation like Venezuela or Cuba or North Korea. We, we've got Quit to... picking on the communist socialists. <laughs> well, that's I, I unfortunately I mean, I've studied history enough to know that's where it ends. I mean, uh, and so uh, say that quote again, please. Liberty, liberty to those who have the virtue to defend it. In the 18th century, whenever they had a party, most of the toasts were recorded by the press. Another interesting one was that. May placemen and pensioners never have a place in American senates. Placemen and pensioners. This this notion of the crown at that time, 
buying off the opposition by giving them 300 pounds sterling a year. They did that to Samuel Johnson, for example. Mm-hmm. He was the one that came up with the quote, patriotism is the last refuge of a scoundrel. He was being paid 300 pounds a year by the crown to oppose the American Revolution. So the, 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 the idea that the, oppos- the opponents of liberty are basically full-time paid servants of, of the government. And uh, it, it, yes. once you get enough of those uh, against you, it's very hard to fight. Well, you know, enough ticks on a dog will kill it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're talking about there. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, the colonial musters, that's when they, they would have to come out. Um, over the Longshanks, the English tradition is, is everybody has to be a citizen soldier. Mm-hmm. And we were founded with that nation. We've gotten away from it. We used to even have rifle taught in schools. Right. As late right. as the 60s, right? right. Mm-hmm. So it's been a recent thing that we've gone away from it. And boy, oh boy, hasn't that worked out really well? Well, I think, I, and I think yeah, the, the mustard tradition and also the, the carry um, uh, tradition, I, in some ways we have the worst of both worlds in this country. We have a lot of guns. We have tons of guns. But we have a fearfulness on the part of the public to carry them and to use them in situations where they could rush to the aid of law enforcement. I don't. I mean, I don't want to see these these huge SWAT teams show up. You know, and it's like a half an hour after the event or an hour after the hour, event, yeah. and they're in their body armor and they're they're sweeping the area. They're, they've established their perimeter. But the 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 reality is that the first line of defense is that kindergarten teacher who has a thirty eight in her purse and can use it against the attacker. And I, it, it's endlessly frustrating to me to think that there are people in this country who don't trust their brothers and sisters. I mean, their, their, their fellow citizens to carry and protect their kids. Now, this is what's interesting on that is because, as you said rightly, the first responder is the victim. Okay, you are the first responder. If you're in that situation, you know, calling somebody else, that's a second, third, fourth responder. You are there. It's your situation to handle. Um, These same people who wouldn't trust that the kindergartner with a 38, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe it's a lockbox with a code. You know, Mm -hmm. we have gun safes. Mm -hmm. We can do that kind of stuff. Who wouldn't trust that person are the same people that complain about police brutality. They say that only cops should have guns, but then. It's police brutality on every time the policemen have to use it also. So they, they are so, they are so um, intellectually dishonest because they can't have it both ways, yet that's what they keep clamoring for. Well, it goes right back to the Bible. Give us a king to rule over us. I mean, there, there's, there's something evil in our nature. We really do want someone to tell us what to do. And it's a freeing thing to finally realize you will never have anyone better to look after your investments or your safety or anything else than yourself and God, you know. Uh, but people keep want to they they, they they keep wanting to put an intermediary there, some somebody who can tell them what's safe, what's right, what's true. You know, look at the financial investment counselors. I mean, not picking on your profession, but but yeah, but, but, be, but before <laughs> before Brexit, I was listening to CNBC every day. They're all pretty. Oh no, Brexit's going to go down. There's no way this is. They were all wrong. I mean. It was it was the little guys who said, "Look, you know, the, the argument makes a certain amount of sense." And and um, I was I was shocked when Scotland voted to stay um, a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, William Wallace was turning over in his grave. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, and as you said earlier uh, today, what we were the first we were the first Brexit. And so we were we were Brexit we were. before Brexit was cool. I mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I've I've got some English friends that are annoyed. 
but the but the fact is that um, there were there can be no doubt about the fact that the European Union was built to create a super state. No doubt, and and they knew their sovereignty was going to be questioned. They made the right choice. They did, and and this Union, European Union has done what Hitler failed to do: unified Europe under German rule. And we all know there's no problem with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, Firing Line Radio Show, Philip David, here with Jim Riley. We're talking about Riley's Farms. Great weekend. You, know, you want to get up there? You're open on the 4th of July, too? We are. 4th of July and Fridays and Saturdays in July. Very good. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? That's right, folks. That's what happens when you use your firearms and you're not using Silinx. When you're out hunting or shooting on the range, ear protection is a must. From all the options out there, I use the Claris Pro hearing protection from Silinx. Claris Pro gives you the same protection as big earmuffs, but without the weight and the heat. And when it's 110 outside, I appreciate that. They're noise-canceling in-the-ear headset, comfortably and nearly invisible. They don't interfere with your shooting position. A welcome change from earmuffs. The Claris Pro is born of military products, so durable you can wear them in the rain and dirt without worry. The best part is, even with them on, you can still hear full conversations, your hunting dogs, even a crow flying overhead while you're wearing the Claris Pros. It's amazing technology. Claris Pro hearing protection system from Silinx is the choice for three-gun competitors and perfect for dove and quail shoots. Buy yours today and save your hearing tomorrow. Log on to Silinxcom.com. That's S-I-L-Y-N-X-Com. Dot com. Buy yours today. Silinx also offers trainer discounts and retail opportunities. Log on to Silinxcom.com for more info. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Folks, Philip Naiman, Fireline Radio Show. I'm here with Jim Riley, Jim Riley from Riley Farm, uh, celebrating our Independence Day, celebrating the fact that we are on the greatest nation honors, probably the greatest nation ever to have existed with the freedoms that we have, talking about the foundation of those freedoms and how they're celebrating them right up the hill from us in Oakland. Right. We have a, we're going to have a great time. We have uh, music. We have uh, the tavern. We, a lot of folks don't know that we have a 18th century style post and beam do you, do tavern you, here on the, on the farm. And do you brew your own beer? Uh, we we are not brewers yet. We're uh, amateur uh, hard cider brewers, and uh, one of these days, uh, we plan to bring that to the farm. There is a bona fide 
Hard Cidery in Oak Glen now at uh, Snow Lion Orchards. We're kind of excited that they're actually bringing their brew to the mountain. But we hope we hope that Oak Glen becomes a, a hard cider region at some point. So, yeah, we, that's on the that's in the cards for long term. But we have a uh, basically for these weekends in July, you're going to get to hear um, Patrick Henry's "Give Me Liberty, Give Me Death" speech. You're going to hear uh, the presentations by George Washington, John Adams. Um, we have uh, we we dramatically depict what we call the Admiralty Court trials. A lot of people don't understand that. The admiralty courts, uh, listen, you want to talk about a miscarriage of justice. These admiralty courts uh, didn't allow counsel or cross-examination. The judge would take a percentage of the fee that he that, that he got from the, the surrender of the ship, basically. So the judge actually had an economic incentive to find um, uh, the, uh, the defendant guilty, basically. So th- th- there were a lot of causes for the Revolutionary War. Our, our Brexit was very uh, broadly based on, on a number of violations of English rights. I mean, uh, the uh, writs of assistance, I mean, the, the ability to search anyone's home. Basically, the Crown servants were given a license. They could go in anybody. They could basically open their warehouse, their homes. Take what they uh, wanted. Take what they receipt. wanted whenever they wanted. Yeah. And um, uh, so we try to dramatize all of these infringements of English liberties that were at, 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 in place at the time and why they basically rose up in rebellion. And, and probably the most ordered and orderly rebellion in the history of the world was the American Revolution. Nothing like the French Revolution, no. which was mayhem. Well, the difference, the main difference that I can see is these people relied on providence and God. The French Revolution cut God out immediately, and it was secularism. That was the beginning. If you want to know what a Marxist revolution looked like, just look at the blood-stained guillotines uh, in the French Revolution. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I can remember it by heart, but one of those other toasts I was mentioning was, um, let not our inner injuries produce inhumanity. In other words, even though they'd known they'd been the victims of very high-handed uh, customs officials, they didn't want to respond to their English cousins w- without humanity. They wanted to conduct war in, in, the, in the manner of Christians. And uh, that was absent in the French Revolution. Oh, was, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was terror. French it Revolution was. was terror. The other thing that people don't realize is how large was the Continental Army as a percentage of the population? Very, very small. I mean, the I mean, if you look at if you just look at Washington, Battle of Long Island, he had twenty six thousand troops. You know, by Trenton, he was down to fifteen hundred to two thousand troops. He had he had to prevail with those guys, or there would not have been a country. And uh, they they had very short term enlistments. Uh, one of my ancestors well short term enlistments because ninety percent of them died. <laughs> so, they, well, they were really long term enlistments just for a short period of time. Well, I mean, they they I mean, can imagine the modern army uh, having. Uh, I mean, I think it's a four year enlistment now. I mean, mm-hmm. they, these, some of these enlistments were two weeks. I mean, the militia enlistments were very short. For one battle. Yeah. yeah, for one battle. So they had a tremendous time. Uh, hard, difficult time keeping the army together. The British were paying for their debts with gold, with actual gold. We were paying with continental dollars. So the farmers, even Pennsylvania, were selling their crops to the British for, for for hard gold, basically, and the American troops were starving because we were spending paper dollars. Um, A lesson we never learned. I know. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I was considering every asset in the world. I mean, you put your money almost anywhere, a barrel of oil, you know, an ounce of gold or whatever. After a few years, it's going to be worth more, but a dollar is going to almost guaranteed to be worth less. Yeah, well, with our, with our, we won't get into fiscal policy on this one, but you're absolutely right. Um, 
the study that I've seen was about 3% of the population. 3% of the population actually fought in the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. which means 97% were participators, whether they supported them or not, but they weren't in the fight. Right. Now, this country was freed from the greatest power on earth at that time, the British Empire, because 3% of the people stood up and fought. Right. And and put their money and their fortune and their lives and their families' lives where their mouths were. Right. Well, one of the, the most profound differences I see between that era and this era is that these were very, very wealthy men. These were not rabble-rousers. The I mean, 56 the, the, who the, signed the Declaration. The Tidewater gentry were very, very wealthy men. They were willing to risk substantial fortunes. Now, when you hear a policy debate, like even with Brexit, for example, we're talking about this Leviathan European state, this Brussels monstrosity that's you know that's threatening their sovereignty, and the arguments being made against it are you're going to lose a little bit in the stock market. I mean, your currency is going to go down. I mean, we don't really look at policy issues anymore in terms of these overarching what's right what's intergenerational wrong? truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, um, that that's one of our biggest problems is that we have to put our patriotism and our values ahead of our pocketbook sometimes. One of the other great things that we had in our, in our uh, favor versus the, the English was rifling in our carbines. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah. I mean the, um, there were stories of some of the Pennsylvania riflemen arriving in Boston because after election and conquered between 10 and 20,000 militia surrounded the city. And so you had you had militia coming in from all over the country. Now, Lexington Concord happened April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five, which is just a weird date. It always pops up mm-hmm. a lot. April nineteenth, a lot of bad things right. happened. Waco and yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, which is just interesting. But the reason that they had this big battle was the British government decided to seize all the arms of the citizens there. Right, right. They they had been involved in several powder alarms, Cambridge, uh, Portsmouth, finally Lexington Concord. And when the militia began to gather around Boston, these Pennsylvania riflemen would come in. And there are stories, I'm not sure if they're folklore or not, about brothers who would hold a pine board between their knees and, and, and shoot at a target between their brother's knees, basically, to show the accuracy of, I don't recommend anyone try that today, <laughs> but, uh, but the accuracy of the rifling was astounding to them. And the story of Saratoga is that uh, some of the riflemen were ordered up into the trees, and their job was basically long-range snipers. And I I believe the quote was that um, by, I think, Daniel Morgan, he said uh, that that general in the distance is, I believe his name was Ian Frazier. I'll have to look at his name. A good and honorable man, but today he must die. And the riflemen were given the order to start picking out British officers from from a distance. It... It was a very fearful thing to the British Army. Right. And and the weapons that they walked with, the old Brown Bess, right. was a smooth bore shooting a round ball, right. which was great for going around corners. Um, <laughs> it's like a knuckleball. Right, right. Well, it, it, it was a, it packed a huge punch. It also had four smaller balls behind it. So they, they were, uh, and it was a devastating blow. But then, uh, what I don't think people understand is that a regiment of uh, militia. They shot at a wall of people. You know, two or three ranks of men. It was basically like a human machine gun. I mean, it was at one wall of fire all at one time with a, without a great deal of aiming. But it was it could be a devastating blow, the way they fought. Oh, absolutely. And it would take somebody off to the sides with precision shooting to defeat them. Yeah. 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 Hey, folks, this is Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. I've really enjoyed my guest here, Jim Riley, Riley's Farms. Get up there this week and check them out. Uh, 
dads, they do have a uh, tavern up there with beer and wine. And, you know, it's, it's indoors. Great food. Great food. Great food. You're going to enjoy it. The kids will get a big kick out of it. Um, this is the best way to put a hands-on, give them an understanding of what this holiday is about. Why do we celebrate the 4th of July? And unlike... What Dirty Dick Durbin says, our rights are absolute. They do come from God, and it's our job to stand up and defend them every way possible. So, register to vote, vote correctly, and go see Jim Riley at Riley's Farms. Jim, thank you for being here. Thank you. It was fun. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Silings Protection from Within, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.